Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited. We have a very fun and special guest here with us today. Jennifer LaRue is here. We were just laughing before we started this. So, you know, there may be some wine involved in this interview. I'm not quite sure. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. Jennifer is currently based in Toronto. She's had the opportunity to work with and volunteer throughout the world, cultivating experiences in North and South America, Europe, and Africa. She has learned firsthand how diversity of thought and ex expertise make us stronger. She has 15 years experience implementing global business continuity and emergency preparedness strategies and leading large change and transformation projects. She expertly designs and delivers leadership programs and workshops for people at all levels and has also acted as an internal design thinking coach with various companies, which have included GE, ABN AMRO, CIBC, and the Government of Canada. You can find more about her at her website, which is citrinesynergy.com. So go there, check her out and everything she's up to. You can also connect with her across social and uh, all of that fun stuff from the links in the show notes. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I'm about to, my wine's going to be delivered in just a second. So we should be, <laughs> we should be good to go. Wine delivery. Yeah. That's a unique yeah. idea. I think it's just something that needs to happen right now. I, I don't know about I don't know about you. Everything else is being delivered. Why why not wine? Why not? That's wine? a good point. There there yeah. was a time here in Pennsylvania where, you know, when bars they shut down at the beginning of the whole COVID thing and then they said, Okay, you can do takeout alcohol now because they wanted to help keep them going without people sitting at the bar. And it yeah. took a few weeks for them to realize that might not be a great idea. Oh, you can do take out alcohol here in <laughs> Toronto too, and can it's you? still going on. So apparently yeah. not as bad, but you have to order food with it. So you have to uh, order like a bag of chips, but you can order the alcohol. So that's a gum. the rule. Yeah, we're good. As long as there's some sort of food in there. I'll have a juicy fruit and Jack and Coke, please. Yeah. I think that's a great combo. <laughs> that's weird. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, tell us about your company, Citrine Synergy. Wow. And so tell us, what do you, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you help people? What's going on there? So my company, Citrine Synergy is, the first thing I always get asked usually is what does this word citrine mean? So it's personal to me and it's my birthstone. So that's kind of where it came from. But also if you look up what citrine means, it's a stone of abundance and positive energy and it actually can't hold negative space. So when that all fit together and the alliteration worked, I ran with it. Also every typical comp company name is taken. So the journey of Citrine Synergy has been about a year now. And what happened is I worked in leadership development and I loved it. I thought it was great getting to energize people and work with them. 
but I felt not a lot happened once it was done. You know, people would go and they would be in a bubble and they would leave. And I've also had many years working in change management. So I thought, how do I combine the two methodologies together? If you're going to change, you need to develop your people. And if you're going to develop your people, it should be for a reason. So um, started it with that in mind. And then over the last couple of months with everyone's making a change right now, everyone's trying to get their niche in there. Um, we all know what's happening in the world. I realized I really wanted to work with new and upcoming talent. I love the energy of I can do anything, the optimism. And so I did a lot of research and it was really about how do we match that optimism and that innovation with great business sense. So I want to work to develop future leaders and that has to be twofold. Innovation, thinking differently, but also getting the results and the accountability you need. When you say new and upcoming talent, do you mean people within a corporation that are trying to get to the next level and maybe get that promotion? Or do you typically mean people who are entrepreneurs starting their own company, starting maybe a personal brand? Which way do you tend to lean? I, I mean, I've always had more experience in big companies, as you see in my bio. So that's where I would typically go. But we all need to understand how how we are will affect how we influence people, which will affect our results. So I, you know, I'm, I love working with companies and making them, not making them, but hoping that they will think differently um, after understanding a little bit more about what's possible. But also, yeah, new and upcoming leaders or people who are starting a business, they also need to realize the power they have and how to affect change in the world around them. Within companies, is there a way of thinking that you come across a lot that you're like, that's the first thing we need to change or modify? Oh, I mean, I have a, I have a list. I'm trying to think of the one thing to talk about. But I think I think we're still in the whole the person with authority is always right. It's really hard to question the person in authority because they ultimately make the decision. So I totally get it. Like I don't want to I don't want to piss off my boss. I don't want to do something different. But there's a way to go about it and that's where really making sure you're grounded in doing your job first and getting the results first gives you the credibility to change that thinking from the top. And I find it's it's so funny because it's the middle management what I where I always had the most issue with it. The senior leaders, they had vision, they had they wanted to change and newer talent that early to mid career wanted to change, but the people that were stuck in the middle seemed to be very comfortable with what they were doing. And so it's how do you prove yourself to them? So they are willing to listen to you about the changes you want to make. Are those the kind of people that when you say, well, when you have someone say who's new and who's maybe a little more aggressive or hungry and wants to, you know, get to that next level yeah. and they go, well, why don't we do it this way? And they're like, well, that's, we do it this way because that's just the way we've always done it. That oh. irks me a little when people give me that response, because it's like, just because you've been doing it wrong for 30 years doesn't mean you yeah. should keep doing it that way. And I'm not saying that they're always wrong, but you come across that. Are those who you're kind of talking about, the people that we've always done it this way, so we're going to keep doing it that way? Yeah, those people exist. They're everywhere. And you know what? Sometimes they are new people, too. Like they just get stuck into routine because it's so easy to do what's comfortable. I know this works. I know this will meet our customers' needs. But you know what? It's going to meet your customers' needs right now. Our customers' needs change every day. And if you don't think ahead and you don't do things differently, you're not going to meet your customers' needs. The other thing on the flip side of that, I will say, if you are new and if you are hungry, 
be a little bit patient before you jump in and make that let's do it differently. Prove that you're okay doing it the way they're doing it to prove that you haven't, you know, dismissed something without understanding it. The first thing you need to do is your job. But if you feel you can do it differently, make the case once you've proven that you know how they do things, because there might be little nuances in it that you don't know yet. So you need to see the whole picture. And you beat me to the punch there because that was going to be my next thing. I was going to say there's a fine line, right, between wanting to innovate and do things differently. But because sometimes and I remember this when I was in management, uh, you know, back when I was a chef, they would bring in younger people who were hungry to get started, who just graduated from prestigious culinary schools. And the first thing they'd want to do is come in and do it their way because they want to show you how smart they are and how they know. And the first thing I knew I had to do as a manager after doing it for a while is you have to knock them down the peg. And you have to make them to the point where they respect you and they understand, you know, things are done for a reason. Mm -hmm. But then as they learn and they're willing to do that and they're willing to do what's asked of them, then you give them a little more leeway. Yeah, 100 percent. But you do need. And the other thing is, I think new people always think that they're the only ones that ever came in and wanted to do something differently. Like Mario, I'm sure when you were first working in a kitchen, you wanted to do everything differently, but you had to learn the ropes. You had to understand so you could get to the place where you could possibly make change. And so the first thing you need to do is your job, the role you were hired to do, because you're also not going to stick around very long if you always are doing what's not needed. So it's, yeah, it's that fine line that you just talked about. I had a little bit of a unique experience because when I actually, when I first started working in the kitchen, I, it's not that I wanted to do things differently. I just had no idea what the heck I was doing for the most part because I was, I, I was Mario, doing an apprenticeship. Most people, I didn't go, yeah. Yeah. Most people don't know what they're doing when yeah. they first start, right? I, I did an apprenticeship. So I had no cooking school background when I first started. Yeah. I had no experience in a restaurant and I started at the number one city club in America with very high standards. So people knew I had no idea what I was doing and I was learning because I had just started school and I was trying to learn on yeah. the job and such. So I did a lot of things differently, but not intentionally, just because I didn't know any better. So that was like a blank canvas. That was my experience. But I love people like you, like, especially when I worked in a leadership position, I wanted to talk to people like you that were so out of the box thinking. But the other thing is, is I am not your typical leader or manager. I love human-centered design and design thinking. And that's how I live my life. A lot of people live their lives in, you do A, then you do B, you do C. So you also need to fill out your leadership because if they're open to new ideas, yeah, bring them up right away. But most people aren't and we have to remember that. So Mario, you would be my dream person to have in a kitchen, mainly because I don't cook as much, but also because you wanted to do things differently. But at the end of the day, you need to feel out your leader and you need to understand what their style is. So Jennifer, are you saying that I would be your dream client just because I was new and didn't know what I was doing? Because I'd be I think I'd be a lot of work for you, to be honest. Oh, you're the best kind of work, though, because you wanted to do things differently. You wanted to change things and you had good intention in that. And so that's the other thing. If your intention is solely to stand out and to, to make yourself known, that's also not good. So you, it's never about the individual these days. It's always about the team. Teams are made up of individuals and we do need to customize things for individuals. But you have to remember that you're part of a system 
and you're part of that greater picture. And so, yeah, you sound like you were a ton of work when you started in the kitchen, (laughs) but you also sounded like you wanted to learn and that's why you were putting your ideas forward. And that's the biggest challenge is finding people who want to grow and want to learn in a positive way. Well, that being said, let's talk about the other side of the coin. What about a client who comes to you who has been in the field for 10 plus years, who is, you know, has a ton of established habits, established ideas, has been around the block, but also wants to innovate and wants to get to the next level. How do you work with someone like that? Um, I think it's it's about going at the pace they're comfortable with. So, yeah, there's going to be people that are stuck in their ways, but really understanding what ways they're truly stuck in and what ways there's a little bit more wriggle room with, and then taking the small steps. Um, I believe in the small changes, the 1% rule. There's a great, I, I, I read a lot, and in one book I read, I think it was Atomic Habits, it talked about how when you melt an ice cube, it slowly gets one degree warmer in order for it to melt, but you're actually not going to see it melt until it reaches zero degrees, which in Canada, we work in that system that zero You're degrees me. I know, I know. I don't even know what the the melting point in Fahrenheit is, but until it gets to that melting point, you're not going to see a change. But things are changing. So it's about being patient and working with them at their level. It's not about me, it's about you. And so I need to understand you and understand what you're comfortable with and then push you outside of that comfort zone just a little bit more every single day. Yeah. And I can see how you'd be great at that because, you know, ever since we've been talking, this is our, you know, second or third conversation now. I mean, it's just been super comfortable. It's been fun. We've laughed. We've had a good time. So you can kind of take on that role of someone who's not too threatening, not forcing someone to do something, but gently encouraging and walking with them so they don't feel alone. Oh, thank you. That's like the best compliment I think I could get because at the end of the day, I just want you to see how great you are. That is my one number one goal is for to be able to hold up the mirror and be like, you're amazing. And you just need to own that. And that's what it's really about. It's not about changing who you are. It's about harnessing the things that are going to make a positive impact Mm -hmm. in the world and in your life. And now that you said those nice things to me, what do you want to say to the audience? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. You are also awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say. Maybe this, yeah. maybe that's just the wine talking, but no. <laughs> <It is. laughs> well, Jennifer, thank you so much. I can't wait to pick up the conversation on the next episode because we have so much more to talk about. I want to remind people that they can find you and everything you're up to. It's atreensynergy.com. They can go there, connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Um, and all those links, of course, can be found in the show notes. But I've had a ton of fun and I can't wait for the next episode. I am looking forward to it. Thanks, Mario. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us 
at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.